If you uh, didn't bring a Bible with you today, the ushers have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Put your hand up real high and they'll get a Bible to you. And let's go to James, the first chapter. James chapter uh, 1. 22 is our text. You know, in life, you need to be open. You make your plans. You do your preparation. But don't be locked into it. Now, I mean, you know, as a preacher, I ought to be that way. I ought to be led by the Spirit. But did you know you ought to be that way in daily life? People miss it. Good people that love the Lord, thoroughly saved, but miss it. Because they had something planned. They'd done all this preparation. And then as they begin to get into it, they, they feel like they ought to change it or do something different. But we've already got all this committed. And, and so they just stay with the plan and just miss God and open the door to problems. No, you have to stay open. Everybody say open. Stay open. Stay flexible. Stay steerable. Anybody know what I mean by that? Stay steerable. In fact, the psalmist talks about being led through his reins. R-E-I-N-S. Reins. And if you look up the word, it has to do with your insides. How does reins refer to insides? And yet there's also the connection between reins like on a horse. Do you know what it means for a horse to be rain trained? Rain trained? That's kind of like power steering on a horse. (laughs) He talks about, he said, don't be like the mule or stubborn horse that you have to put the bit in their mouth or they won't turn. An animal that's not well trained, you have to have a bit. And you have to put some force on it. And even then they may resist you. Oh, but a rain-trained horse. Have a big old thick skin, strong, muscled horse. And that little leather rein, I mean, that's how light that must be on his big neck. But he feels the slightest impression of that and he just yields. Goes that direction. That's a picture of how you and I should be. When the Lord deals with us, right? I mean, he shouldn't have to write it in the sky. He shouldn't have to boom an audible voice. He shouldn't have to shake us and send five people by us. We just sense that leading inside. And it doesn't make any difference if we got something else ready for the last five weeks. Hey, we're going this way now. And just follow that. And and if you do that, oh, he will lead you to some rich places. You'll wind up again and again under the spout where the glory pours out. You'll think, wow, how'd I get here? And it was following that witness. Following that leading, that impressions made by the Spirit of God. Say it again, stay open. Stay steerable. Yeah. James 1, 22, he said, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Everybody read that out loud with me. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Say it again. But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Is it a problem that many hear and don't do? And what can happen if you hear and don't do? You wind up, didn't say devil deceived, didn't say somebody else deceived you, self-deceived. You deceived yourself. What does it mean to be deceived? It means you believe something is so, but it's a lie. It's not true. You're not just pretending that it's not true. You believe it's true, but it's not. 
you're deceived. You believe a lie is true. And how did the person get that way? By not doing what they heard and saw and knew. Now he goes on uh, giving an illustration of how that a person that's a hearer and not a doer is like somebody that sees the reflection in a mirror. But immediately they forget what they saw. But verse 25, whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed or in his doing. Somebody say, this man. Who's going to be blessed? Who's going to see miracles? Who's going to have healings and and have their bills paid supernaturally. Who, who's gonna be blessed? This man, not just the man that heard, not the woman that went to the meeting. Not just the people that take notes. Not just the people that got the CD or the DVD. The person that what? Not, didn't just hear it and forgot it, but the person that, that heard it, remembered it, stayed with it, continued in it, did it. Then that person, this person, will be blessed in their doing. Can you see the emphasis here? Doing. Doing. Blessed is the doer of the word. In Ezekiel 33, you don't have to turn there. They'll put it up on the screen for us. Ezekiel 33 and 30. The Lord said to the prophet, the man of God, he said, Son of man, the children of your people are still talking against you by the walls and the doors of the house, and they speak one to another, every one to his brother, and they're saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that comes forth from the Lord. That sounds good. But as you read on, you see it's not enough. Come, let's go to church. Come, let's go to the meeting. Come, let's hear the good preaching. How many know that's not enough? They come to you as the people cometh. They sit before you as my people. And they hear your words. But what? But they will not do them. Didn't say they couldn't do them. They what? They will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love. I mean they're the loudest hallelujahs. And ameners. And gloriers. I mean they, they make a lot of noise. But they won't do it. Verse 32. You are unto them as a very lovely song. Of one that has a pleasant voice. And can play well on an instrument. That's how they listen to you. Like they're at a concert. Hmm? Like they're at a show. For they hear your words. But what? They have no intention. Of doing anything. Now we live in the entertainment generation, don't we? I mean, we got, what, a thousand channels on satellite? We got millions of websites to search and videos and publications and you name it. Concerts and movies and, and shows and, and people are, are accustomed to coming and watching and hearing and leaving. And then coming and watching some more. And hearing and leaving. And, 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 and you know, wow me. Shock me. Excite me. Move me. Yeah, move you to what? And, and people have, have done this with teaching and preaching. Man, that was a good message. Uh, you got the next CD? Let's listen to that. That was a good one too. Let's hear the rest of them. Let's go. Just because you heard it doesn't mean you've done anything. Are you with me, friends? And the hearer only is not blessed. I know years ago, uh, the Lord spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard an audible voice. But in a time being quiet, waiting on him, he, he spoke to my heart. He said, son, there's a misconception among your 
your group, your circle. I knew he was talking about, you know, so-called faith people, word of faith people. He said, there's a misconception among your group. I thought, what is it, Lord? A misconception. He said, that is that if you'll, in my mind, it was like, quote, if you'll get in the word enough, it'll take care of all your problems. It'll solve all your troubles. I thought, yeah, we pretty much believe that. He said, wrong. It's only the doer of the word that gets results. You can go to everybody, and this is my words now, you can go to everybody in their brother's meeting, and you can hear everybody's uh, series, and, and, and you can teach it yourself, and, and you can quote 25 verses on the subject, and that doesn't mean you're going to be free, that doesn't mean you're going to have any miracles in your life, unless you do it. And there is a, a danger in not doing. If you keep hearing it, and hearing it, and hearing it, you become so familiar with it. That somewhere or another, you think that equates to doing. Because you know it. And you hear it again for the 40th time, you go, yeah, amen, glory to God. I believe that. That don't mean you're doing it. Oh, I agree with that. Oh, yeah, and then you can quote another three scriptures that go along with it. That doesn't mean you're doing it. And that's where the deception comes in. So there are people that have heard this word and known about it for years. But they still got trouble in that area. They're still coming up short. They're still struggling. They're still having defeat. And then there's confusion. Well, why Why am I still struggling? Because I, I know this. I've known this for 20 years. Yeah, but knowing it is not doing it. Are y'all with me, friends? I know uh, Phyllis and I, the Lord led us to leave uh, our little place in Mississippi and go to Oklahoma and attend Bible school. And I graduated there and I was involved with the healing school ministry and some other things. We were traveling on the weekends and doing meetings in churches and stuff. And yet, uh, you know, we had to believe God for every little thing, not having money, going to school. But then uh, even after graduation, and even after being in the ministry for a couple of years, we got in more trouble financially and we got behind and just struggled. And after, especially after a couple of years of just real, uh, you know, struggling and being behind, got behind on some payments, got behind on taxes and, and just got in a mess. And it didn't last just a week or two, but month after month after month after month. And, and you want to do some, want to give and didn't have any money and want to do some things. I mean, didn't, didn't have enough money to uh, have a tank of gas sometime and go eat out and just struggle, struggle. And yet I believe in prosperity. I was preaching prosperity. And the Lord had done some good things for us, and yet we're still struggling. And one day, after dealing with some other things, month after month after month, I came in from work and just fell across the bed by myself. I said, Lord, this is not right. I know this is not your will. I know you're a God of abundance. I know this is not pleasing to you. This is not your plan for us. Have mercy on me. What am I doing? What am I not doing? Whoever you need to send me across or their materials to me or me across or or I'm asking for your help. The Bible said you seek the Lord with all your heart, you'll find him. He'll hear you. And he did. He did. I didn't get all the answers that day or the next, but looking back now, I can see that starting then, he began teaching me about this area, and it seemed like I saw something new every day for the next five years. He just kept on showing. And you know one of the first things he did? He took me to Matthew 6.33. Why don't you go ahead and turn there. He took me to Matthew 6.33, and of course I knew it. I'd taught on it. I'd quoted it. Matthew 6.33. You know what it says? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Now these things he had referred to what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, things like where you're going to live, all that. All those things that the world is looking for and working so hard to get, he said they'll be added to you. That doesn't sound like struggling to me, does it to you? They'll be added to you. 
He led me to go there and read that again. I thought, yeah, absolutely, Lord, I believe that. He said, yeah, but you're not doing it. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside, he said, you're not, you and Phyllis are not doing this. I thought, Lord, we left our home, left our families, and came out here to go to school and answer the call on our life and, and to put you for, he said, yeah, you did that. He said, but in your finances, you're not doing this. You did this in your heart to put me first with the call and the life, but in your finances, you're not doing this. He said, and in fact, many of my children know this, confess it, but are not doing it. He led me to uh, Haggai. It's just two little chapters. And I read it and read it and read it, and, and he kept prompting me, read it again, read it again. I must have read that 20 times. Finally, I wrote in big letters over the title, Matthew 6.33. Because in that, he was saying that they were saying, the time has not come to build the Lord's house. And the Lord said, well, is it time to build your house? And he showed them, build my house. And then your your stuff's going to be taken care of. And I saw it. I saw it. He said, so many of my people, when they get paid, when they make money, Putting the Lord first is not the first thing they think about. They think about paying their rent. They think about paying their electric bill. They think about the clothes for the kids. They think about the insurance. And all these things are ahead. And then they see if they've got anything that they can give. And they'll get to church and they've already spent all their money on all this other stuff. And decide, well, I can't tithe. I can't afford to. Are y'all with me, friend? Well, then they don't qualify for all these things to be added to them, even though they know it, even though they believe it, even though they holler amen, they shout about it, they don't qualify because they're not doing it. They have violated the first principle of prosperity. They're putting their self first, their house, their bills, their kids. Then they see if they got anything left for a little offering, if they can afford to tithe. And they're not thinking, well, I'm not going to do anything for the kingdom. They're just thinking, not now. I can't right now. So that's what they were saying in Haggai. The time is not right now. But what they're saying is, when I get my stuff in better shape, and we get the kids through school, and we do this and we do that, then I'm going to do something for the Lord. No, you're not. It's not going to happen. You're kidding yourself. Because the only way you're going to be blessed is to put him. Somebody say first. Say it again first. first. Say it again. First. Put him. Now, should you put the Lord first in every area of your life? Should you? Yes. Should, including your finances? Yes. Should he be first in your finances? Yes. And when I was reading that, and the Lord said, uh, this is where tithing comes in. And I thought, okay, yeah. Because Phyllis and I had kind of tithed. Sort of. Because we got to where we couldn't afford it. We're behind. We're behind on payments. We're behind on taxes. We just can't, we can't afford it. We, we, we don't have it. And if you don't have it, how could the Lord expect you to do it? It's just not reasonable, right? You know you, know you got to eat. You got to pay your bills. Got to put food on the table. You got to put some clothes on your kids. Hmm? Huh? Do you remember the Lord sent the man of God to a widow woman during the famine? (laughs) And he said, "Uh, would you bring me a cup of water to this widow lady? She said, sure. Okay. Of course, that's like asking for gold. It's a famine. Drought. And he said, you know, another thing. Could you bring me a little cake? She said, oh, man of God. <laughs> I mean, it's a famine. It's like asking for blood. And she said, I had just a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil, and I was going to make a little cake for me and my boy, and that's the last we got. We were going to eat that and then die. What did he say? Help me. Help me out. Anybody know your Bible? What did he say? What did he say? Bring me one. 
first. Now surely if anybody would have been exempt from giving. (laughs) The woman that came and gave the two mites. She's a widow. That's all she's got in the world is these two little bitty copper coins. She puts them in. Did Jesus say, oh, no, honey, no, honey, keep your money. Y'all need to give this woman some money. She don't need to be getting. No, that's how church has twisted this and changed the word of God and said, no, people without shouldn't be expected to give. Those are the people that need to give the most. Did you hear me? And it's not about some big thing. It's about your heart and about putting God first and looking to him. And the reason that woman is in the book is because she looked at that man and she said, I'll do it. You know, it makes sense. You're not going to make it anyway. Unless God, right, unless God comes through. You don't have enough. <laughs> there ain't nothing else going on. And this man supernaturally shows up and you know God's in here. So she did. It was like taking food out of her baby's mouth. Are you listening to me? But she did it. And what did the Bible say? Everybody else was starving to death around there. And supernaturally their meal barrel did not fail. And their oil did not cease. They ate Many months. Are you listening? God supernaturally sustained. What if she's, what if she'd have said, what's wrong with you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Asking for my little cake. All I got to feed me and my baby. Did you hear? If it had happened today, it would have been on the news. Preacher takes food. Out of child's mouth. And there are some crooked, lying-stealing preachers. Don't misunderstand me. But there's some lying-stealing most anything else is that you want to mention around too. It's not limited to that profession. But none of that changes the Bible. The Word of God that if you will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness... All these things will be added to you. And if they're not being added to you, guess what? You're not seeking first the kingdom. Because the word can't fail. And I saw it. I put my nose back in the Bible. I studied tithing like I'd never studied it before. Old Testament, New Testament. I, I pushed everything I'd heard other people say and went in to hear from God from myself. And I tell you what, I came back, sat down with Phyllis. I said, we're making a change. We are going to be tithers. This ministry is going to be a tithing ministry. And when we have money come in, the first 10% is coming off the top. Before we look at any bill, before we do anything, it's coming right off the top. That's the Lord's money. It's not ours to spend on anything that we want to. And that's when we opened up our God account. Amen. Did you hear me? That comes off first. It goes in there. You can't spend it on your bills. You can't spend it on yourself. It's his. It's his. The Bible said the tithe belongs to the Lord. And that's what you got to get settled. Is it his or is it yours? Hmm? The money that comes into you that you work so hard for, uh, you know, is all that money yours? Well, if God is real. I said if God is real. If he made you. If he gives you your breath. Then you understand nothing's going to go good for you or right for you. You couldn't get up and get out of bed in the morning if he didn't give you the strength and give you the favor and give you the opportunity. So if something goes good and you made it through the week and you made a sale and you got paid. I said and you got paid. You need to acknowledge that you had help. Don't you? And the way that you do that is you take the first 10% right off the top and you honor God with it. And you say, Lord, I'm what you're doing, you're saying, Lord, I'm acknowledging I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for you. And you said the first 10% of what comes in is yours, so I return it to you. I honor you with it. It's not just about the money. It's about the heart. It's about your faith. Proverbs says, honor the Lord with your substance. And with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty. And your presses burst out with new wine. Does that sound good? The Bible said if you'll, you know, bring the tithes into the storehouse. 
that the uh, Lord will rebuke the devourer. Do you like the sound of that? How many believe that no matter what's being consumed round about you, God could keep you? Could he keep you? Could he keep you from being devoured and destroyed? And Luke, well, that's a blessing that belongs to a tither though. If you refuse to do that, can you claim that blessing anyway? Now, have we digressed from talking about being a doer of the word? So we've got folks that have been struggling for years since the church started. And they heard these truths back five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. But they still won't tithe and they won't give. So can we just ignore this and pray a prayer and say, you're going to be okay anyway? (laughs) Should we? See, one reason we're into this, as I go in ministry, I'm seeing this clearer and clearer. People and preachers are playing games. Did you hear me? They're patting each other on the back and acting like they don't know stuff. When the Lord tells you to do something, there's nothing going to suffice. You can pray, you can fast, you can cry, you can beg, you can have 900 counseling sessions, and he's not going to change. He's still going to tell you the same thing, isn't he? And if you don't want to do it, and you're not going to do it, it's not going to work until you do. We've had people who had marriage trouble. Oh, man. And yet they heard the answer six, seven years ago in the marriage meeting. Did you hear me? They've had one-on-one counseling and been told what to do. But they're still confused while they're having trouble five years later. Why am I still having trouble? Have you done it? Well, you just don't know my husband. (laughs) Did you do what we talked about? Well, you know, I'm praying about it. I'm looking at y'all pray for me. We don't need to pray for you. You need to do what he told you to do. And if you're not going to do it, don't be shocked when your life remains a mess. (laughs) And don't quit running around trying to find people that don't know you. That'll feel sorry for you and coddle you and pray for you. That's why a lot of people change churches so frequently. It's the truth. (laughs) Well, we're having fun now, huh? Phyllis and I made that change. The Lord took me to that. I was crying. I was, you know, what's wrong? Why aren't we prospering like we're supposed to? And it was real simple. He took me to that verse. He said, because you're not doing that. My pride wanted to make it more complicated. Like, oh, no, you know, I mean, here we've answered the call and hell has unleashed half of its forces against us. And it's just, it's just, you know, must be something along that line. No, it's because you ain't doing what you know to do. You're not doing what you preached on. Oh. Ouch. Because I had preached on Matthew 6.33 a number of times. Oh, I'd shout and wave my arms and spit cotton. Yeah. And then I said, you ain't doing it. Oh. Ah. You're not doing it. But I took him seriously and I I put my nose back in the book and, and I said, Lord, you're right. You're right. We haven't. We've played around with it and we're not tithers and it's amazing we've made it as good as we've made it just the mercy and grace I said we're changing I talked to Phyllis we got before the Lord we made the commitment we are we're not trying anything we're tithers from now on and we're going to put you first from now on and I want you to know it wasn't what was it Phil it wasn't three or four months Tens of thousands of dollars of back stuff caught up. Tens of thousands of dollars of taxes paid off. Just three or four months. Glory to God. And I don't reckon we've been late on a payment since. That's years and years ago. Somebody say glory to God. Now you might want to argue and be technical and theological with some folk. But hey, I was there and now I'm here. <laughs> and... Uh, you, you're not going to make any headway with me. I know. 
what the Lord has done for us. You know, we're a little different uh, when we teach about tithing. If you hadn't heard the teaching, uh, it, it's available. Download it for free on the internet. It's back there in the word supply. I don't teach. I'm not talking about you tithing to this church. I teach tithing to the Lord. Did you hear me? Tithing to the Lord. So don't try to make this about that. I'm talking about you tithing to the Lord. Put your nose in this book. Search it out. Why? Because, you, you know, a lot of people have gone under this past year. I care about you. I want to see you protected. I want to see a, a wall around everything you got. That the devil cannot get to your stuff. He, you're not going to lose your house. You're not going to lose your stuff. Are you listening to me? I want to see you sustained supernaturally. And God's got to have a right to do that. Because there's other people that love him that have gone under. And if he's going to sustain you when he wasn't able to sustain them, there's got to be a reason why. And the reason is that you did what he told you to do. And they didn't. Can you say amen? Thank you, Father. Matthew 6. And back in verse 19. He said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. How many know there is no such thing as an absolutely safe place down here? don't care what they say, what you think, it can be gotten to. But there is a 100% safe place to put it. You know where it is? Lay up for yourself. This is for you. For yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt. And thieves do not break through nor steal. Uh, the enemy cannot get to it. And it will not lose its value. For where your treasure is. There will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. If your eye be evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light that's in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or money. Now, He's talking about light and singleness of eye versus being evil of eye. Another way of saying be a doer of the word is to say walk in the light. Somebody say that out loud. Walk in the light. His word is light. You see the word revelation. What is revelation? Well, it's from the word reveal. Reveal, to make known, to be shown. You can't see anything without light. Go over to Ephesians, 5th chapter, and verse 8. He said, you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Walk then as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit, actually, the Greek is literally, instead of Spirit, it's the word light. The fruit of the light is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. It's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. How many know you shouldn't tell everything you hear? You shouldn't repeat everything you see. A lot of it just doesn't need to be repeated. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Whatever makes manifest or shows up is light. The word light is such a big theme in the Bible. From the beginning of creation, we see the creation of light. We see that 
just like God caused light to shine in the darkness in the beginning, that's what the coming of Jesus is compared to. When he came, he is light manifested in the flesh. And the Bible said that John the Baptist was not the light, but he came to bear witness of that light. That light that comes into the, has come into the world and enlightens every man. Uh, light is not what you see out here. You, you think you're seeing light, but the light is in you. Your eyes, you don't really see with your eyes. They're just lenses, you know, uh, camera lenses are patterned after the eye. They're just what the light goes through. You don't really see with your eyes. The light comes through there and then it's carried in messages to your brain. Well, is the light shining in your brain? Is it light inside there or dark? It's light in you because your eye beholds light. Well, it's true spiritually. That is the natural example of it. But spiritually it's true. Light is what we see. And God holds us accountable for what we see and what we know. Another way of saying be a doer of the word is to say walk in the light. And the problem, like I referred to earlier, the longer I go in the ministry, the more I see whether I'm talking about myself or you or anybody that we're ministering to, people see a whole lot more than they're letting on. Are you with me? And, and, And ministers and people are playing games. Pretending like they don't know, acting like they don't see, and going year after year in the same ruts. Because when you see something, but you don't want to do it, you can play games. Hmm? Now everybody in here knows what I'm talking about. You hear the word preached, you, you read it yourself, the Lord shows you something, and when he shows it to you, you realize, oops. That's wrong. I need to quit that. I need to change that. I need to start that. But then you got your flesh. And your flesh been doing that for 23 years. And it likes doing it. And it wants to do it. And expects to do it. At 3.30 every day. (laughs) Or five times a day. Or whatever it is. And if your flesh wants to do it. You understand, if it's God and he told us to do it, what is there left to do but do it? (laughs) So if it's that plain, it's hard to get out of. So you can play games and go, now, are we sure that's what that means? Because, you know, such and such denomination, they have a different position. And brother so-and-so, have you heard his teaching on this? And you know, my friend, sister so-and-so, they just don't believe that. They believe that's, that's all passed away and that doesn't apply to us. And, and you know, forget about what they think. What did you just see? What did you see? Because you're about to get in serious trouble here. If you act like you didn't see it, it is the same as closing your eyes. Now, not only are you in the dark, you're not going to get any more light. And when you're in the dark, walking around, you're going to hit your toe. You're going to break your little toe. And maybe it's going to hurt. And then you're going to have to hobble around and baby it for the next months. Did you hear me? Won't be able to wear your shoes. You're going to trip over and fall on your face and bust your nose and have to go to the dentist. You're going to bust your lip. You're going to tear your new suit. And you're going, Lord, why is all this happening to me? Lord, 
I need to set up a counseling appointment. I need y'all to pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Oh, Lord, would you? Oh, I hit my toe again. Tell me what the problem is. Help me out. What's the problem? Got your eyes closed. Hold your place there. Go to 1 John. First chapter. What's another way of saying, be a doer of the word? Walk in the light. We're not talking about somebody else's light. We're talking about your light, what you see. The question is, what do you know? What have you seen? What do you know? And too many are dishonest about this. They're, they're not honest about what they see, about what they know. And so, you know, unless a minister gets a word of knowledge about what they see and know, and they just listen to them, then they deal with the symptoms and never touch the cause and struggle. And, struggle. and you love the Lord. You'll go to heaven when you die, but you'll never be victorious in these areas. And it's not because the Lord can't do it. It's not because it's his will for you to go through all this junk. It's because you're not a doer. You won't do it. You hear it. You like to hear some of it, but won't do it. He said in 1 John 1, 5, This is the message which we've heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. How many know that means not any, not a smidge, not a drop, none? If we say that we have fellowship with him and we're walking in darkness, stumping our toe, falling over the chair, busting our nose, what? Bless our darling hearts, we're just ignorant. We need help. No, we're liars. That's a little stronger than the other, isn't it? I'm going to say liars. liars. Lying about what? Hmm? About what you see. About what you know. So many times people are crying. Well, I'm doing the best I can. A lot of times that is just a big fat lie. I'm not doing the best you can. I'm doing everything I know. I'm trying. So many times lie, lie, lie. It's a lie. If you do what you know, you wouldn't be here. This would have been fixed three years ago. Do we want to be free? Or do we want to play games? Do we want to get out of this stuff and, and put it behind us and, and go, or do we want to be coddled and go to a new church where nobody knows us and <laughs> we'll feel sorry for us and hold our hand and Tell us the scriptures that we already know and are not doing. <laughs> and we can act surprised when we hear them and go, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's deceptive. That's deceptive. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we're lying. And we're what? 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 Is this a person who's not a doer, right? right? Do not. Not doing. The truth. Because if you know the truth, and you continue in the truth, the truth will make you free. So what the Bible said? It'll make you free. If we walk in the light, oh, hallelujah. This is what I thought about changing the series title to. Walking in the light. It means the same thing. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Somebody say glory to God. God. Say it again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you love the light? That's another way to say you love God. He's light. Do you love the word? That's another way of saying you love God. Turn with me to Psalm 89. 
Psalm 89. You know, just since the church has been started here. I think I saw the other day the Lord's given us 60 series already. Just from here. Since we've been here. On everything from how to be led by the Spirit. How to be healed. How to prosper. and How to be protected. And on and on and on. You reckon we're walking in all the light of that? Well, should we? Should we do everything we know to do? Is there any excuse for not doing what you know to do? Why would you be waiting and going, you know, I need to get around to that one of these days and another year passes, another year. There's no excuse for us, not you, me. Us not doing what we know to do. And there no good thing will come from us procrastinating and pretending. We need to walk in all the light we have. Right now. We need to do everything we know to do. Now, because we don't know how much time we've got. Time is short. If we live a hundred plus years, it'll come and go like that. It'll be gone. We best get to doing what we know to do. Without reservation. Sit out loud. No procrastination. No pretending. No pretending. I'm not a phony talker. I am a faith walker. All right. You're a doer. You're a walker in the light. Notice when light comes, one of the Sure signs of it. In Psalm 89. You can just look at this off the screen. 89 and 15. Psalm 89 15. Blessed is the people. That know the what? Joyful sound. They shall walk O Lord. How? In the light. Of your countenance. 16 says, in your name shall they rejoice, rejoice, rejoice all the day. And in your righteousness shall they be exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. And in your favor, our horn shall be exalted. There is a connection between light and joy. When light comes to you, it will rejoice your heart. Your flesh may not want to hear it. Your unrenewed mind may not want to hear it, but it'll cause your heart to jump. Hmm? Listen to another verse along this line. Proverbs 13, 9. What does it say? The light of the righteous, what does it do? It rejoices. When you see light, have you ever seen light? Can you remember when you saw the reality of Jesus, he took your sins? He paid the price for you. When you saw the reality that you could be healed. When you saw the reality that your needs could be met. Did it do anything on the inside of you? Did it rejoice you? Cause you to rejoice. One of the worst things you could do. Is when that comes and you get excited. Is for you to lose that joy. Following the next few days. And letting reasoning and problems. And other people's unbelief. And unscriptural doctrines that counter it. Talk you out of it. Have you ever noticed every time you see something good in the Word of God, immediately the enemy there is to tell you, oh, that's just for the Jews. Oh, that's all passed away. Oh, that, and some reason why it's not for you and it's not for now. Lies. I said lies. Trust what you get inside. Trust it. When you hear something and you see something and it goes off in you and you get excited, that's the Lord. That's Him. It's not too good to be true. Why do you think you're excited about it? Because it's true. (laughs) And it's time for you to throw both arms around that word and embrace it and receive it. And make up your mind, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have it. Don't let anything talk you out of it. Including your flesh. Well, that's going to cut into this. I may not get to do that. Hey, 
it'll be a small price compared to what you'll reap and the benefits you'll receive. Do you hear the word? The light of the righteous rejoices. Look at Proverbs 15.30. says a similar thing. 15.30 of Proverbs. It says the light of the eyes, what happens? It rejoices the heart. And a good report makes your bones fat. Fat bones is good. Fat bones and a rejoicing heart. (laughs) Why? Because your eye is single and full of light. And your whole being is full of light. Do not close your eyes when the light comes to you. When the light comes, it's going to mean change for all of us. If we grow and we develop like we should, we're going to be seeing things. That means I need to change this. I need to quit this. I need to start this. I need to do more of this and less of this. Every time we hear a word, we're supposed to be thinking, okay, how's this going to change my life? I'm not just a hearer only. I don't just walk in and listen and take notes and forget about it. That's the end of it. No, there's something applies to me I'm supposed to do with this. I'm supposed to put this into practice. And when you see the light and you get excited and you jump up and down about it, don't be like the person that saw it in the mirror and thought, glory to God, and they walked away and immediately forgot what they saw and let it get away from them. Never put it into practice, never change their life. If you do that, years will pass, you'll have the same problems and you'll think, well, I know that. Yeah, but you're not doing it, so you won't be getting results. When you get excited and you see it, hold on to it. Rejoice. Remind yourself of it regularly and let the Lord show you how to put it into practice and you will be permanently changed and you'll come up. Is it God's will for us to come up to a higher place and greater things in the Lord? Do you think we'll have to walk in the light that he shows us and do what he tells us for that to happen and come to pass? Certainly, certainly, certainly. Said out loud, not a hearer only, only, but a doer of the word. word. Not an empty talker, talker. but a in the light walker. Stand up on your feet. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.